If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're going to talk about convening, connections, and collaboration. You know, if you want to connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org and, of course, BraveHeartsRadio.org, where you can find all of the past episodes of the show, episodes of the show, try to get all of that out too quickly, I guess. And uh, you can also donate now if you like the work that we're doing and would like to help us continue to do that. Um, you know, uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, the um, national pediatric cancer charity that we started doing the Brave Hearts radio show just about a year ago. And uh, I decided that on the 31st of August, that'll be the that'll be the end of our first year with uh, the Bravehearts Radio Show, and I had three goals for the show going into it at that time. One was have fun. Two, be grateful, and three, get good at it. And I thought, well, you know, I, I I know that I've had fun with this, and I hope that you have too. I hope this has been a a fun show to listen to and to participate in when you've had the chance to do that. I say it every time I come into a segment, I'm grateful to be here with you. I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity. And it's something that, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people tell me that, uh, that uh, radio is kind of a natural fit for me. And, um, you know, there's the the, uh, the the old joke, which is, is really old if you're in radio, about uh, having a face for radio. And, uh, you know, there's um, there's there's something to that. I I really like the idea of being able to uh, get on the radio and uh, and talk to you and have this uh, something of like a communication or a conversation with you. And that's something that I'm very grateful for. Uh, one of the things that I've found is the most difficult about being uh, a speaker, and I've done a lot of speaking over the years, uh, most difficult about uh, doing radio versus uh, working with a live audience, and that is I don't get to see the reaction that people have. Um, one of the things that's most important to me as a speaker is is the idea of, of bringing humor into the conversation. And so I don't know how long to pause after I've told a joke on the radio because uh, I don't want to start uh, talking while you're still laughing, but I, I really don't know how long that, um, that, that pause ought to be. Uh, another thing that I found difficult uh, with, uh, with being uh, with, the, with the radio voice or uh, speaking on the radio rather than uh, speaking in person, is the sense that a pause is a problem. Well, I, I have found that that I, I I do a lot more of the bump 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 the the, the 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 double starts just like that, and uh, the speaking uh, uh, the ahs and ums that we uh, as as speakers really attempt to uh, be, you know be sure to avoid. Um, but during the um, uh, during the, uh, uh, the during the uh, radio broadcast, I I like to f- keep that uh, keep that airtime filled. So that's something that I I can I can get better at work on, and uh, I appreciate your hanging in there with me while I stutter my way through uh, some of these uh, some of these interviews and presentations. So, today talking about convening, connections, and collaboration. And I had, I had made contact with uh, some friends who, uh, 
they have a, an organization called the Center for Purposeful Leadership. And Patricia and Craig Neal are the, uh, the leaders of this uh, organization, the Center for Purposeful Leadership. And um, I, I hope they're able to call in and, uh, and be on the show today because they've got a terrific story to tell with their uh, organization. And I, I said, you know, with convening, um, co- the conversation of convening and collaborations, man, we'd, you know, we, we could have a series. And uh, the, the way I've gotten to know them over the past uh, several weeks is uh, I've been involved with, with a series they have on Monday mornings uh, called Essential Conversations. It's 8 o'clock on Monday mornings, and it's a Zoom call. found that the Zoom calls are a really good way of connecting with uh, with people, connecting with the audience. And one of the things I really like about it is you get to see the reaction of people uh, to something that you say. And we talk about uh, the, the idea that it's kind of like being in a classroom, but everyone's in the front row because you get to see the, the uh, response and the reaction unless they've got their radio turned off, you know. So, but... The way that I was introduced to uh, Patricia and Craig was through uh, our mutual friend, Roger Dieterle. And I love telling stories and I love making connections more than anything else. I think my, uh, my superpower is, is that of a connector. Um, and only last summer, my cousin Cheryl had set up uh, a, a cousin's reunion. You know, there are... Uh, 30 living cousins, first cousins in the same generation uh, on my dad's side of the the family, the Reinbold family. And um, uh, my cousin Cheryl was setting up a a cousin's reunion. We hadn't gotten together for about six years. And this was uh, scheduled to be in Medora this summer. And of course, with uh, with the the uh, situation on uh, COVID and travel and such, uh, we we've decided to postpone the get together for a year. So we're planning now to get together next year instead. But a year ago, when when Cheryl initially set this up, I thought, well, you know, Medora, North Dakota, my favorite place, and I really mean that. I tell people about my my favorite place in nature, and that's Medora and Theodore Roosevelt National Park in the badlands of western North Dakota. Uh, you got to go there sometime. Um, so often what people tell me is, never been to North Dakota. Well, I have been to Mount Rushmore. I uh, say, uh, well, you, you still haven't been to North Dakota. So uh, Theodore Roosevelt National Park in Medora, and I thought, um, when I found out about the Cousins Reunion, I thought, you know what, I think I'll see what kind of a place we can find that's um, outside of the, the, the hotels downtown. And I thought, uh, so I looked around a little bit, and I found a place called the Spirit of the Badlands Lodge. And I, I called called uh, up, and I, I uh, got a hold of Roger Dieterle. And he has a retreat in the Badlands of North Dakota called the Spirit of the Badlands Lodge. And I I thought, that sounds great. Let's uh, let's take a look at it. We had some great conversations, and we were talking one day about uh, the idea that, you know, one of my favorite things to do is retreats. And at that time, we hadn't thought about doing anything online or, or uh, anything like that. But uh, the retreats that we did were always in person, live, uh, things like the idea hierarchy retreat or the um, uh, mission building behavior retreats and now the aha moment, uh, that kind of retreat, those kind of things. We always did those live. Uh, so the, the idea with uh, with connecting with Roger at that time was, um, well, you know, that's, uh, let's talk about doing a retreat there. And we went out and visited him and stayed there and Man, what a fantastic place! Place for a vacation, family get together, uh, you know, just, or or for your retreat. You know, uh, the Spirit of the Badlands Lodge out in uh, Medora, North Dakota. Roger Dieterle is the host for that. Man, that's a that is a fantastic location. Well, Roger and I started talking about this, and and he said, "Well, what kind of retreats do you like to do?" And I told him, "You know, the idea hierarchy, mission building." Material. He said, "What do you talk about?" I said, "Well." We talked, talked about a few things, and I, I gave him a quote. Um, you've probably heard it if you've uh, been listening to the show. One of the uh, most favorite quotes that I have is from Howard Thurman. And Howard Thurman said, don't ask what does the world need. 
He said, instead ask, what makes me come alive? Then go do that. And I, I really believe that when we do that, we find out that's exactly what the world needed. That's exactly what the world wanted from us, after all. So, uh, but when I when I mentioned Howard Thurman, he uh, he got excited. Roger got excited, and he said, he said, you know what? I've been I'm doing a meditation on uh, the works of Howard Thurman. I thought, wow, that sounds interesting. How did that come about? And he said, it came from uh, Richard Rohr who uh, is uh, a Franciscan priest in uh, Albuquerque and has a terrific following. And for good reason, he's a he's an um, amazing thought leader in the idea of something I, in general terms, I would simply call the universal Christ. The idea that, um, that uh, God is everywhere. God is everything. And so we're part of that. That's when we feel connected to people. That's why. Well, that was... Um, that was the the, the first uh, con- one of the first conversations with Roger, and then a um, couple of days later, a couple of days later, I saw uh, there was uh, uh, on LinkedIn there was a, a birthday notice, and it was uh, for my friend Wally Goulet, and it, it said, "Yeah, wish Wally a happy birthday." You know how the LinkedIn uh, posts go, and so I, I I did that, and I looked uh, looked down his knees like uh, he's involved with the Center for Action Contemplation. That's Richard Rohr's uh, um, center in uh, Albuquerque, and so I I said, "Hey, we got to talk about that." So we we'd start talking about that, and Wally and I would have these conversations that would go on, go on for an hour and a half or so, uh, just out you know just out of the blue. You know, I I don't call a lot of people without an appointment uh and so we we would call uh call uh, you know back in the old days we used to, uh, all the time that's the only way you made a phone call but um wally and i had some terrific conversations he was on the show he uh recommended me to his neighbor uh and his neighbor terry rockstead referred me to uh an organization called water mission so a couple weeks ago we had uh george green the fourth from water mission on the show and uh, and one connection leads to another. Well, getting back to Roger, I thanked him uh, in a call, and he's busy, busy, busy this summer because that uh, that retreat, uh, in spite of uh, not too much travel going on, he's been uh, there, he's been been very busy at the Spirit of the Badlands Lodge this summer. And so uh, we had a nice conversation this several weeks ago, and and uh, he said, "Man, you gotta you gotta connect with." Uh, Patricia and Craig at the Center for Purposeful Leadership. And so we did that. And I'll, I'll tell you about how that worked out when we come back from the break. Uh, stick with us on Bravehearts Radio. We'll be back on the other side in 60 seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. 
Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about convening, connections, and collaboration. You could call it the, the three C's, huh? Uh, connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org and uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org, where you can find all the past episodes in the show link section. You know, consider uh, making uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org your uh, Amazon Smile charity. Uh, consider uh, making a donation to BraveHeartsForKids.org. The Spotlight Hope mobile app that's been developed by Bravehearts for Kids is, uh, is something that helps families no matter where they are when they have a child with cancer. It's a, it's a location-sensitive mobile app for the smartphones, both for the Android and the, uh, the iPhones. And, uh, you know, it's uh, tough enough having a, a kid with cancer um, with the situation in hospitals and, and being able to visit and getting in and out uh, these days. It's, um, it's, even, it's even worse. So uh, help out uh, if, if you have a heart for that, if you feel uh, that that's something that you're able to do, uh, go to the BraveHeartsForKids.org. Uh, you can donate. And there's other ways to get involved, too. You know, talk to guests on the show all the time about um, how to get involved with their organization. And uh, sometimes it's in terms of talent and, and time and uh, and leverage and uh, you know help you know, spreading the world spreading the word uh, you know getting getting um, doing what you can and continuing with our theme for the summer do what you can right now that's uh, that's something that we we decided to go with as a theme for June you know with the um, um, uh, with the uh, murder of George Floyd in in uh, Minneapolis, and uh, uh, a lot of people wondering, what can we do? You know, do what you can right now. And one of the first programs that we had um, into um, in in the in the spring and summer season here was uh, about I have a name, and that was uh, Jacqueline Hayes. Um, from Chicago and, and uh, the idea that uh, the, the homeless people that you see, you know, they, they, they have a name. And there's the, the, um, uh, the, the documentary movie that uh, Lucia Morrow and Joe Orlandino are putting together. Uh, I have a name, you know, uh, got to check that stuff out because you can just spread, uh, spread that, that word to other people and, and make, that, make that connection. You know, that's, uh, that's one way to do what you can right now. So coming, uh, going into the break, uh, I was um, going on a bit about uh, the connections that I had and, and how Roger uh, Dieterle at the Spirit of the Badlands Lodge in Medora, North Dakota, had put me in touch with, um, with uh, Patricia and Craig Neal. And originally, first of all, it was with Patricia, and I signed up for uh, uh, a couple of uh, training programs that she does, and she does an amazing job. One of the things that's really cool about the uh, Center for Purposeful Leadership is that they've been doing uh, teletraining uh, even you know, before they had uh, um, Zoom. Uh, they've been doing this teletraining since the '90s. You know, they've been they've trained hundreds and and uh, probably thousands, hundreds of organizations, thousands of people in um, in uh, various areas of communication and leadership. Uh, they they have something called the Art of Convening. Which is, uh, you know, the people that I that I work with in in other areas that that have been through this. There's there's almost like it's a it's its own language, uh, and it's really cool to work with that. So, uh, Center for Purposeful Leadership. It's uh, centerfpl.com. That's a, a place to look this up. Um, when I uh, when I um, uh, making making the connections from from um, uh, one one guest to another. That's that's really how this has been working with the Bravehearts radio program. 
And when I met uh, Patricia and Craig, I started participating in their Monday morning call. They, they have a, um, uh, a call on Monday morning at 8 o'clock. And it was something Roger recommended. He said, man, this is a great way to start the week. And I thought, you know, it's, that is a good idea. Because at 8 o'clock my time, 7 Roger's time, you know, at, at 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday, um, it used to be that I would be somewhere. I'd be, I'd be at work. You know, I would have, I would have, I would have gone to work, um, whether it was going to the office or whether my office was at home, I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd be working and, or I'd be out making calls. I'd be seeing people, but that's what you'd be doing on Monday morning. And, and with, um, with the, um, uh, retracting as it were, found that, um, well, it doesn't really matter if I do that at eight o'clock or nine or, you know, maybe I'll get started about 11. And, and it's, it's something that, um, developing the habit of just getting in there and doing something right away in the morning on Monday. I thought, man, that's a good idea. And so, uh, made it a great idea by actually participating in that. And, um, that what, uh, what they call the essential, conversations and there have been there have been several excellent conversations that uh, have resulted in additional work that uh, that I'm doing that we're doing and so one of the things that uh, one of the uh, connections that I made was with uh, Natasha and Lorenz Sell at uh, the at Sutra which is a a learning platform and a, a way of of um, presenting your um, your learning opportunity, and so I've been working with them to develop the um, the uh, the current offerings for uh, the mission specialist because you used to do the idea hierarchy and as a you know as a uh, as an in person workshop and that works out really well for boards of directors and for organizations it even works out great for individuals. Um, and I think that's uh, there's a, an aspect of that that we haven't uh, fully explored. But the idea hierarchy is essentially the the idea that every well-intentioned idea is a good idea. It's our it's our effort, it's our creativity, it's our energy that turns a good idea into a great idea. And then up the up the hierarchy to a a noble idea or a transcendent idea, and at the very pinnacle, there's the uh, the idea that's the that's the one thing. You know, last week we had John Blumberg on the show talking about the the one essential thing, and uh, he talks about integrity. That's the one essential thing, and it means something different to each person. So going up the line, up the idea hierarchy, you've got many, many, many good ideas. And as an example, with the, with the uh, uh, idea hierarchy uh, in person, we did one for Brave Arts for Kids Board of Directors a couple of summers ago. Uh, seems like it's over two years since we did that now. Wow. And um, we had seven people. And on a Friday morning, we came up with 900 good ideas doing the brainstorming in you know, three, three brainstorming sessions. We came up with 900 good ideas by the end of the day, Saturday, by the end of the retreat that we did, we had narrowed those 900 good ideas into three ideas that we intended to turn into great ideas. And those ideas were uh, first the project spotlight hope, the mobile app that we, that we use to connect families with resources. Bravehearts for Kids uh, Project Spotlight Hope. It's, there, there's nothing like it, and it's, it's such a great resource for families that can find services and help no matter where they are because it's location sensitive. The second thing was to take advantage of the relationship we have with the National Day Calendar. Because April 28th every year is National Bravehearts Day. So, uh, you know, I always uh, make, uh, make a comment about National Day calendar coming into the third segment, and I'll do that again today. Uh, National Day calendar, April 28th, is National Bravehearts Day. And so we've, we said, we've, we've got to do something with that. And so we've had, we've had events uh, each year for that. This year we had planned to be in New York City 
for the Association of Pediatric Oncology Social Workers Convention and uh, and have uh, national day calendars and some uh, uh, information, but you know that uh, convention in in April in New York City was canceled. So, uh, terrific interface uh, for Bravehearts for kids with the pediatric oncology social workers, and they really do an, an amazing job. Um, can't uh, can't tell them enough uh, how much they are appreciated for what they do for the kids and their families. Uh, they they really make a difference. The uh, APOSW and and of course um, we've um, we've had uh, APOSW on the show too. So um, that connection that was it. That was in April because that was set up before the uh, the convention was was to be. Well, the third thing that we decided to do out of that idea hierarchy was um, take a look at what it means to be a brave heart. We're brave hearts for kids. There's National Brave Hearts Day. What does that mean? You know, you type it into the internet and you you get Mel Gibson is blue. You know, something like that. Well, brave hearts. Uh, we we decided that uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the idea of a brave heart as anyone with the courage to be of service to others. And then, uh, you know, after a, little, after, um, a few months of, um, of just realizing that this was a good idea, because we really wanted to connect with other organizations and develop some synergy, some collaboration to uh, create something where it says, um, uh, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. We help you. It doesn't hurt us. It, it makes the world better. That helps us. So we, th- we thought uh, we'll be uh, you know, brave hearts. That, that'll be anyone with the courage to be of service to others. Hmm. I thought uh, thought about that one day, and I thought, hey, you know, I, I remember I was in touch with Winston Price from Voice America Radio a few years ago, and we'd uh, we'd had a, had some great conversations about starting a uh, a radio program. Uh, that one was about perspective power, and still a big part of what I talk about every day is uh, just kind of depends on how you look at it. Well, uh, I, I contacted Winston again, and. Uh, he uh, he would he he set me up to be a, a radio show host, and he's got some really high standards for uh, being a host on Voice America Radio, and I'm still looking to uh, to achieve some of the, uh, many of those uh, as I work my way through in this first year. So. A big thanks to uh, Winston Price at Voice America Radio. Thanks, Winston, and and you know the whole crew for uh, making me look better than I am. I think on some days. So um, I'll be back with you on the other side of the break. Bravehearts Radio here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're 
You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're the, we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about convening, connections, and collaborations. Uh, if you want to connect with us at uh, braveheartsforkids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org. Uh, you can also check out all the past episodes now available by podcast. Today is August 3rd. And I always have a shout out going into the third section about um, National Day Calendar. One of the great sponsors of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity is the National Day Calendar. Uh, NationalDayCalendar.com. One of my one of my best friends, Marlo Anderson, and I always love telling the story about how he, he thought, hey, this would be kind of fun to do, this uh, National Day Calendar. And then uh, I, I kind of romanticized uh, his role with it, that he'd be uh, traveling the world, you know, help our people celebrate their national days, you know. So uh, not as much travel going on right now, but uh, we'll get back to it. Today is August 3rd, Georgia Day, Grab Some Nuts Day, um, International Beer Day, have a beer, grab some nuts, and uh, watermelon day. So, hey, um, August third, and um, uh, we've got uh, we've got some guests on the line here. I think is that right, Matt? Hello. Hello. That's that sounds like sounds like Craig. Hello, and Patricia. This is Craig Craig Neal. Hey, Craig and Patricia. So you're you're traveling today. We are. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. and 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 how 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 is the traveling going? Are you are you driving? We did. We just drove from pretty much nonstop from Minneapolis to Boston. Wow! We're now in Boston. Yeah. Wow that that is that is quite a hike. Yeah. And the unique part of it is, Brian. I think you might appreciate this. We're coming to visit our new grandson who just turned, it was not even two months, and they, uh, the family has been quarantined. So the way that we did it was we quarantined at home for two weeks. We drove nonstop pretty much. We didn't stop anywhere. We brought our own food. And then when we got to Boston, we got tested almost at the border, wow. and we came out negative. So that we could go visit our brand new grandson. <laughs> Quite the trip. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's uh, you know it's something we'll uh, well uh, we'll be we'll be able to tell our grandchildren about, right? So uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you know we we had um, um, I'd been uh, talking on the show about. Um, convening connections and collaborations and and uh, one of the things that I mentioned was the morning uh, the Monday morning uh, essential conversations that I have with with you that you put on mm. uh, every Monday morning and and how uh, Roger Dieterly made the connection for us um, and and um, one of the things that I remember uh, recently was at the end of the uh, essential conversation you asked um, what is something that you are grateful for right now? And or yes. what what act of kindness have you seen? And I, I just have to have to tell you about this, being that you're in Boston. Uh, Sherry's brother was injured in uh, in an in an accident, and he's in uh, he's in Maine. And uh, we, oh. we were we were you know in, in, in very critically injured, and we were we were planning to uh, just fly out there, and and uh, she she said we just you know need need to go there to be with him. And got the tickets, um, and uh, you know we're um, packed and ready to go. And I'm looking at, I thought, yeah, I'm gonna just check in to uh, see what you know how soon we should be at the airport and, and check into some details. And and there's a two week quarantine for new arrivals into Maine, and so we thought, yeah. wow, yeah. So we that we had to rethink that, and uh, uh, the act of kindness 
has been the hospital workers and the social workers setting up Zoom calls regularly for her so that she can see him, uh. she can speak to him, and and um, wow. uh, you know, and and I, I say they're treating him as if he were the only patient that they have, and it, it reminds mm. me of that that uh, bit of wisdom from Earl Nightingale. He said, uh, for the next six weeks, try this experiment. Treat every person with whom you come in contact as if they were the most important person in the world. Right. And he said, we do that for two reasons. a great reasons. way to do it. Yep. Well, the first yeah. reason is, is um, that, you know, that uh, to every person, they are the most important person. And second, he says, yeah. that's just the way people ought to be. And um, uh, so that, that, that's wonderful. A, there's a segue into essential conversations, and it, it uh, mm-hmm. we you know we we we've, I've had a great time getting to know the two of you uh, on the oh, essential conversations, you. and then being uh, involved with Patricia and the uh, the training and the Zoom meetings, and and uh, what what a what a what a wealth of connections uh, this has <laughs> been. I, I met uh, Lorenz and Natasha. From Sutra, and uh, I'm uh, finishing up a, a training with them, and we're we're getting ready to launch an online version of the Aha Moment, and that's something that I do, and and the uh, Idea Hierarchy, and and uh, do an online version of that. Uh, some real challenges with those online versions, and uh, you know when you talk about collaboration, that's 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 a specialty of yours, isn't it? I guess it is. I, you know, wonderful to hear what you had to say about us, Brian, and the essential conversations are really crucial. Um, Patricia, do you mind if I start with that? It was really Patricia's idea uh, ah. about, yeah, the first week of March when we really realized that um, COVID was going to be an issue uh, big time. And things were starting to shut down and people were getting extremely nervous and people just didn't know. And, you know, the the, the daily news was all about how many COVID uh, <clears throat> infections and deaths and et cetera. So we decided that we wanted to bring a community together. Actually, it was Patricia's idea uh, to have these essential conversations, which... Uh, we're really an uh, an online Zoom-oriented adaptation to something that we had done for 18 straight years called the Thought Leader Gatherings, in which we'd bring people together, leaders, and in, in this case, we call them purposeful leaders. And so Patricia's vision was that we'd bring purposeful leaders together to dialogue and collaborate around the really important issues of the day and support each other as leaders going forward in this really, really disruptive time. Um, Patricia, do you want to say some more about it? Because, you know, it's really your idea. Um, I think you're on mute. Okay, maybe we lost Patricia. Um, Can you hear me, Brian? No, I'm here. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, here. Um, No, what I was going to say is, yeah, I was on mute. Thank you. Um, What I was going to say is, is that what we have done forever since we've been in business is to not only find ways to offer our gift, which is connecting people. It's a, one of our core gifts is, is bringing people together to, uh, to see how amazing everyone is. And so that's, in a way, that's the beginning of collaboration is that you begin to acknowledge and, um, uh, and find each other's gifts and be seen for the gifts that you have. And then you figure out that you might, you know, there might be something you might want to do together. And since we could no longer meet in person and with that, a pheno- the phenomenal setting of the entire world going through this pandemic together, that, it, that you know, what could we do to, um, to bring some hope and positive action in the middle of the disruption and the confusion and some fear and panic. And so w- what better way to do it than to bring a team of people together, uh, create these 
to create these weekly um, conversations, introduce people to each other in the breakout groups, and bring forward some positive ideas that people could, that would give people hope from week, week, hope and ideas about how to go, turn around and go back and contribute, continue to contribute in their communities. So that, that was really the, uh, the impetus for starting these weekly calls and, um, and the impetus for continuing to offer them. And so we've, well, done, uh, 20, we've done 20 weeks in a row. Uh, we're going to skip this okay. week because we're traveling. Uh, but, Brian, you've been on a few of them, and you, 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 know, you probably know that we bring on some really inspired people um, that we call the conversation starters. It's kind of like a TED Talk inverted. In other words, we bring somebody on with a presentation that we think has something really important to share. So I think you're on the Don Samuels uh, mm-hmm. call uh, where he, you know, in the middle of Minneapolis and in, in, a, in a really tough neighborhood that was pretty much destroyed during the Minneapolis riots and fires back in uh, early June uh, or late May. And Don, who's a friend of ours and, uh, ex-city council member decided, you know, to go into perhaps the most dangerous part of the city and set up a, a big tent, uh, what he called the prayer tent, and praying for the city, basically, and opened it up to the whole community, irregardless of religion or spiritual tradition, and uh, have these eight-minute, 46-second prayers uh, in in different cycles throughout the mm-hmm. day, all day long, for the whole month of July. And the purpose was really, it's called Healing Our City. And it was to bring people together to have the intent, with our intent, to heal the city of Minneapolis. And uh, it's just a wonderful expression. And all around the tent, all of the uh, stores, were either boarded up or burned out. Uh, actually, some had been demolished. So this was really in the heart of it all. And uh, mm-hmm. so those are the kind of people we're trying to expose that really are giving a sense of inspiration and models for positive action in these times. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Don, Don Samuels was, uh, was someone that was referred to me by one of one of my guests on the show, uh, Wally Goulet, um, and uh, now I understand that that the two of them are both on the board of the uh, Center for Action and Contemplation at uh, in Albuquerque. That's Richard Rohr's organization. Um, ah. and, uh, I I made the connection with that organization by. Uh, through Roger Dieterle, you know, so Roger, yeah. he's, man, he's, it's, it could, this could be the Roger Dieterle tribute show today. <laughs> it sure could. Yeah. We, we because he put Roger. us together. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, but, uh, I, I remember, um, uh, Wally sent me a video. This was back in February of, uh, of Don, uh, Samuels, uh, speaking last year to an event, and uh, about 20 minutes, and it was on, on the power of not knowing. And it's interesting. It's really interesting to me because I'm doing this, um, this, this program. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, developing the online program using the uh, Sutra platform, and I'm, so I'm working with Lorenz and Natasha on that uh, to develop the aha moment, you know, the idea that, uh, oh, my God, that was in here all along, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. and this, uh, this idea of the aha moment. And it's, it's, somebody, somebody said um, uh, last, last week after the conversation with, with Don and Brian, and I think I might have been talking with uh, Brian Mokrin uh, in, a, in a follow-up right. where you are talking about the idea that that you know when when we get to the end of what we know, that's where we find God. Mm. Yeah, and 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 exactly. that and the, uh, the the aha moment is is the universal spirit speaking to us, and it's like, man, that was yeah. in here the whole time. That's one of life's right. greatest joys. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. You know, I, yeah. You know, Brian, that's if you look at the basis of so many different spiritual paths, you know, whether it's Buddhism or, or what, whatever it might be, that's a central theme. You know, kind of dropping your biases, your judgments, your certainty, so that you can allow, as you say, whatever is there to really come forward, you know, whatever is mm-hmm. already there, right? And so I think that's great. I mean, I love those aha moments and how, you know, how we, we can support that. As you've well, supported it, our initiatives and, you know, you're going to be doing the Art of Convening coming up yeah. in a, a few weeks. So, and Roger com- just completed his, his group and, um, you know, so, Natasha there's too, so much going on, so much wonderful things. Well, p- part of the art of convening, and I'm not giving anything away that, uh, but, uh, the, the idea of presuming positive intent and, and, exactly. uh, suspending certainty that that's part of it, right? Yep. Those are what ah, we call yes. principles. <laughs> principles of conversation. You know, just think about, you know, when you have a conversation that really is meaningful um, and really where you're able to, you know, using the collaboration or you're using something that really gets to the heart of the matter, those are really important when you are aware of your own judgments, your own certainties, and willing to kind of put that aside to really deeply listen. You know, we have a, a saying in our work, we listen ourselves and one another into being. Mm. So it means really deeply, deeply listening to us an essential level. I mean, imagine that if we were able to do that with, for one another, um, and we do, I mean, we do that, but mm-hmm. imagine if that's where we're a norm <laughs> yeah, you know? so that's that's part of what we do. You know, Patricia's. Well, Craig, um, you know, it never occurred yeah. to me till now that that deep. In order to deeply listen, you you have to be in the place of suspending certainty, because yeah. deep listening isn't positional. It's it's mm. it just is, and it's you know it's being with somebody. It's not. Um, be, you know, it's not holding an opinion, it's being with them. And you have to be able to mm. suspend certainty to really be with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, huh. that's that, that, that Good idea noticing, from Congress. Brian. What's that? Good noticing, Brian. Well, thank you. Uh, but, you know, the, the, this this idea that, um, uh, you know, but sometimes in conversation we, you know, we're, we're advised Okay, when you're when you're having a conversation, listen to listen, not to respond. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what that when I understand deep listening, that sounds like that sounds like what that means. Could I? Good. I want to. May I add on to that? Of course. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So I might reframe it a little bit. That what a lot of us do, myself included, is. Um, we listen to react, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're reacting and the reaction can sometimes be, you know, triggered or something like that. But if we respond from a place of, you know, truly listening, truly um, taking in, and as Patricia said, you know, suspending certainty, watching mm-hmm. our judgments, being with somebody and responding from that deeper sense of having really listened, and you know something that I that I've uh, really appreciated about the, uh, the the work that I've done with you in in the um, uh, essential conversations, and then also with Lorenz and Natasha at the Sutra training, is there's there's a lot of quiet uh, transitional moments uh, to events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a radio host, it's, it's not something I, I can say. You know, um, close your eyes, and uh, uh, you know we're going to do something. We're going to do some uh, some uh, breathing and imagery for for three minutes because a lot of people are probably driving. You know, and, and I, uh-huh. <laughs> they're paying attention to what they're doing first, and maybe exactly. listening. Second, so. <laughs> yeah, um, that would not be. <laughs> so there are formats that work better for one thing or another, right? Yeah. 
Well, you know why we do those transitions? And I can't speak for Natasha and Lorenz, but, um, you know, I can. Uh, uh, Natasha was in the current uh, training with uh, Roger. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it's really about pausing, you know, creating a pause. You know, like, mm. you, you, like a lot of people, we go from one meeting to another, one conversation to another, one experience to another all day long. It's just a series of those, right? Mm-hmm. And so, tra- you know, what we, Patricia and I have done, and not all the time, but quite often when we're really aware of it, we'll just pause and say, okay, that was over. We're going into something new. So let's just pause and get really, you know, centered for a minute, 30 seconds, but just that awareness that you're pausing to refresh, right? To refresh so that you can go into the next thing, fully present, fully engaged, and fully attentive to whatever that is, and kind of leaving whatever it was behind. And on that note, Craig, uh, I'm going to have to... um, Uh, wrap things up for this edition of Brave Hearts Radio. Um, You've been listening to uh, Brave Hearts Radio. I'm I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, the mission specialist, and we've had uh, Patricia and Craig Neal from the Center for Purposeful Leadership talking about convening connections and collaborations today. Center for Purposeful Leadership, that's uh, centerfpl.com. That is correct, isn't it? That is. Centerfpl.com. You want to find out about um, the art of convening training. You want to find out about uh, the essential conversations, any of the good work that uh, Patricia and Craig are doing. And plan to join us uh, every Monday at uh, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, and uh, you can work out your own time zones. We're international, you know, uh, uh, with uh, Brave Hearts Radio. And remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.